We'll be looking uh, particularly then at Acts chapter 23, verse 11. We'll start reading verse uh, 10 to give you a little bit of the context. Um, even for that, this, this chapter happens with Paul in Jerusalem, in Roman custody, having been... Uh, almost mobbed and then arrested and bound. Uh, and then here, as we pick this up, he is in a uh, official trial or at least a preliminary hearing, you might say, before uh, the Jewish high priest uh, and, and Jewish council uh, under the Roman tribune's uh, authority. And we'll pick up toward the end of that uh, hearing Uh, In Acts chapter 23, verse 10, I hear the word of God. When the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood by him. And said, take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath, neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. There were more than 42 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now therefore, you, along with the council, give notice to the tribune and bring him down to you as though you were going to determine his case more exactly. And we are ready to kill him before he comes near Grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures uh, forever. Uh, what are the things that, uh, that encourage you, that give you a little more energy and strength and positivity? Uh, what are the things that get you uh, more excited, uh, more encouraged? I can tell you for me, I'm always more comfortable when I have a little bit of space to relax, maybe get to play a little bit. Um, get to just be around people I enjoy. Uh, Ministry-wise, I'm more encouraged when there's when people are coming to RUF by droves, right? When I'm when I'm here, people are coming to me with questions about the Bible. People are coming to me with telling me how other people ask them questions about the Bible, and they sat down together and here's what God was doing and here's what God was teaching them. Uh, when smaller are going great, um, encouraged when uh, when the Seminoles are. Undefeated, when we go up to Clemson and we don't lose. Um, right? there's, there's things that we look to and we just have, have encouragement when things are going the way that, that we want. Um, what are the things that are encouraging for you? When those things are happening, when they're around, you're fine, you feel good, life feels like it's rolling. Uh, and more particularly, what about when those things aren't there? What about when those things that you often look to that can be so uplifting... What about when they seem like they're all stripped away? Where does it leave you? Certainly for Paul uh, here, so many things have been stripped away, stripped away. He comes back uh, to Jerusalem, um, 
and, and bringing a gift for the, for the church there, uh, for, the, for the widows, a gift from the, uh, the Jewish and Gentile churches he's been going to, bringing a gift to help their support. Um, and he comes and he is accused and attacked and charged and mobbed and beaten and bound. And so much of his hopes of his ministry, you know, he'd come to expect some of these things. So much of that is stripped away. And here, right after the, the mob became so violent that the Roman tribune had to send his soldiers in to rescue Paul because they thought he was going to be ripped into pieces. Right? You can imagine, like, sitting, going through that. Um, you thought people were about to rip you to, to pieces. And, and here you are, uh, back under arrest, in the barracks, barracks under Roman custody. Um, and in the middle of that suffering, Jesus stands by Paul and he speaks to him and he says to him, take courage. Uh, he says to him, take courage. He gives him hope. Uh, be of good, good cheer. Some of the, uh, some of the older expressions would say, have, have hope. Um, why? Why is Jesus able to tell him to still have, uh, still be encouraged when he was about to be ripped into, into, into pieces. Uh, how's he supposed to do that? Gospel sometimes tells us some strange things. You read through the New Testament, the way it speaks about suffering. You're like, okay, James, we'll get to this maybe uh, in, the, in the spring semester. Rejoice in suffering. Like, what? Uh, how, do, how does that fit together? Uh, but here in the low place for Paul, Jesus comes and stands by him. And tells him to take courage. Uh, gives him reason uh, to equip him to take courage. Uh, God's word and his spirit continue to tell uh, his, his people the same thing. Put it this way. Jesus' church continues uh, forward uh, undiscouraged. With all the things that, that seem to get in the way. All the things that would, that would be stumbling blocks in it. And Jesus still equips his church and gives uh, his people reason to continue on uh, undiscouraged. Because Jesus is reigning. Because he is working out uh, his purposes. Throughout all history. Uh, in your life. Uh, in here. Uh, from day uh, to day. So what do you uh, look for? For encouragement. What, what, what are the things that you look to to sustain you, to lift you up, to give you uh, strength? There can be many different things there. But what do you look to uh, to sustain you? Um, and this, this speaks to Paul here, what we see uh, in this passage. Uh, this is what is truly able to sustain you. This is what is able to sustain you in all circumstances. When things are going soaringly and when things feel like they plummet and there's no hope, here's that hope. Here's that encouragement. Here's what leaves you undiscouraged but able to move forward uh, because Jesus is enough. And he stands here by his servant, tells him to take courage. And the Spirit in his word uh, would continues to speak to his people that there is confidence uh, because Jesus is reigning. So first of all, uh, take courage when you're down. If I can put one aspect of the passage uh, that way. Take courage uh, when you're down, because certainly Paul uh, was down here. In many ways where he was uh, hurt physically, uh, emotionally, and, and feeling like his ministry, it, is it failing? Is it here coming to the end? He's going through some of the church and he, he had already had um, prophecies telling him that he would be bound in Jerusalem. And he had some expectation that he might even uh, die in Jerusalem. 
He's going, is, is this where it ends? Is this what it's all been for? How to come back here and to, <clears throat> and to be done, done away with, rip, ripped apart. Um, the following night speaks of the preceding days then. Uh, as Paul had come into Jerusalem and he speaks with James and some of the others and, and they know that there's, a, that there's controversy and there's plots around looking for Paul. So be very careful not to stir up contra- controversy. He goes uh, into the temple with others. He's following the purification uh, rites. And at near the end of that period is when people realize that this is Paul, the one that's been speaking for the way, and they stir up people and they stir up a riot uh, after him. They come uh, and they, they attacked him. The whole crowd, uh, chapter 21, um, verse, verse 27, um, uh, the Jews from Asia seeing him in the temple stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, uh, crying out, men of Israel, this is the man who's teaching everyone everywhere uh, against the people and the law in this place. And it's only by the soldiers uh, coming in and carrying him away that people are calling out, away with him, away with him. Uh, the Roman Tribune gives him a little bit of a chance to speak uh, to the people. Um, but as he, as he speaks of Christ's conversion to him uh, and Christ's calling to him to go and spread the gospel to the Gentiles, uh, they're riled up against him. Um, in fact, in, verse, in chapter 22 and verse 22, their words are, away with, such a, away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. I feel like I've experienced some rejection here and there. I don't know if anyone said that to me, right? Away with such a fellow. He should not be allowed to live like that. Uh, Cutting. It's from Paul's own own people. Uh, The one who he he even cares for them, wants to speak to them about Christ. And here's here's their response. It's painful. Uh, He's bound. uh, He's beaten. In fact, he's just about to be whipped and flogged by the Romans. Uh, when he lets them know that he's a Roman citizen, there don't you don't you don't whip Roman citizens without messing with Rome. Uh, and so, uh, but he's on on the verge of being uh, flogged. Just before the verses we read, he's in this hearing, um, this trial. The high priest asks him his question. And as soon as he begins to answer, uh, he tell him to be he's smacked. Right. I mean, the way the whole thing goes, and then it ends uh, in this uh, violence ready to tear him away. Um, that's that's going to be painful. When your hope is for people to, to know Jesus, to, to see what he's done, to turn back to him and be in repentance and be forgiven, uh, and here they're just rallying after you too, and you're experiencing the pain of it. It feels like, where can things go now? Right? You read a little bit further and you find out where they go from there uh, after this uh, and after Jesus even speaks to him here. The very next thing that's happened is more than 40 people are plotting his assassination. They're trying to get him transferred down to a, to a, to a different place or as he's going on this journey uh, that they're all going to attack and this will be the, the end of Paul. That's what the next days are waiting for as Paul looks at it. Um, you can understand why Paul was down, uh, why he was hurting, Physically, uh, emotionally, uh, strength as he looked forward to how difficult it would be to see what hope there is and continuing to face more of it. We're not in the same position as Paul. Uh, Paul's particular calling from Christ and how he's leading this out. But, but still, where are you down? Uh, what are the things that just drag you down where you feel that hurt, where you feel that pain, where you feel that uh, failing? 
I don't know, maybe, maybe you're not down. Maybe you're encouraged. Uh, great. If, and, and, if, and if so, what, what's encouraging? What's sustaining you uh, in that place? And when you're down, why are you down? Uh, what's going on? What's, what's hitting you? No or not? Uh, maybe I don't know of anyone having been beaten and bound and taken into custody for their faith or any of that uh, here. But still, what's, what's the basis of hope as you look forward to things? I mean, this time of semester, like some of you are just down because of classes. You're kind of over the midway hump, and you're still not sure how grades are going to turn out. And so there's still a lot more work to do, and you put what you can into it. But well, where's it going to go? How's it going to turn out? What's going to come from that? Uh, Sometimes it's the pain or the hurt or relationships. Didn't go the way that you wanted to do, or maybe, or maybe they're still uh, rocky a certain way, or you're looking and, and not sure what to hope in, or wh- whether someone will be there that fits with you or not. Uh, friendships that rise and fall or you just haven't seen the people that you thought you'd see. Sometimes it's hurting of, of realizing your own sin. Uh, realizing that you love things that you don't approve of, that are wrong, and that you pray for it and you go back to it again. Uh, sometimes it's seeing the hold that that has on you more than you, more than you want it to. And it can feel so, you can feel so defeated. You can feel so discouraged. How do I go forward? Uh, what, what hope is there if this is where I keep ending up? Sometimes family issues have deep, deep weight uh, and cut uh, for us. Um, wondering how, what resolution there will ever be or how we continue to move forward in that. Uh, sometimes it's just future plans. Maybe that's enrolling for classes next semester. Maybe that's making up uh, uh, applications. Maybe that's looking for jobs. Just wondering, where's life lead? Where's it going to go? Where am I able to take things? What, what roads lay uh, ahead of me? And sometimes it feels great. Other times it's discouraging. Other times everything feels, feels rough. Um, certainly for me, like there's times where I'm really excited in ministry, and there's never been a semester where there's not times where I'm down and low uh, in ministry. Um, how come there's not people coming, coming in droves out to RUF uh, when, when, when everyone's not there uh, for the small group and they, they don't follow? Or just looking around at the campus and going, man, the hope for the weekend way outweighs the hope for eternity? Um, that's painful. And you watch it again and again and... Um, Where's the, where's the hope? Where's the encouragement in it, right? When people are uh, more excited to look out for the, for the next hookup uh, than they are to, to know about a real relationship with an almighty God who would forgive and love and promise and give blessing uh, to them. It's not what they're looking for. And the high of getting drunk for the weekend or high of the uh, next uh, drugs and the peak of that is the, is the high point of the week, is the excitement to live for. Um, it's discouraging. Oh, I would love for those people to hear the grace of, of, of repentance, the freedom of love that God gives in fullness, having, having sent a son. Addictions, um, whether that's just like addictions to internet games or addictions to drugs or addictions to pornography or to Facebook or just addiction to entertainment. Give me more, give me more, feed me. This is supposed to sustain me. Um, sometimes just the apathy, 
bunch of different campus ministers have looked and gathered statistics of just how many students are involved, not just in RUF or in crew or intervarsity, but all, overall at FSU. Um, and very low percentages. Uh, and it can be discouraging to look and to care for the campus and go, where's God working? How, how's this happening? Talk to the statistics uh, at the counseling center and the rates of uh, depression and suicide and cutting and anxiety. And it's, it's full. The issues are just full and up. And you know it and you experience it and you see it in the people around you. And here Paul is and he would have every good reason to be discouraged and Jesus stands by him. And, and what will be the fullness of weakness and that where do you have any hope? And there is the exalted Lord of the universe standing by Paul. Right? I'm with you. You're following my mission. You're in here with me and I am with you. So take courage. Um, I mean, you think like, you know, mountaintop experience and extreme, uh, extreme change of emotions. Um, I don't know what it was for Paul. The only way I can imagine is like, man, you're all the way in the dumps and you're like, Jesus was just right here next to me. Um, Jesus, who has, who is seated at the right hand of God, who all his enemies are placed under his feet as his footstool, uh, stands by Paul, his servant, when he's down and says, take courage, have hope. Remember, I'm leading you, and I've got this. And what's able to sustain Paul there is the very hope that Paul proclaims, the very hope that all of Scripture proclaims, that Jesus proclaims, because Jesus proclaims himself for us, that he is our hope, that coming to him and following his way on his leading is, is what sustains. It's where there's encouragement. Because um, nothing frustrates Jesus' plans. Nothing gets in the way. A lot of things feel like they get in the way. Um, but Jesus is accomplishing all of his purposes uh, in, in us, in, in, on this campus, uh, in your life, uh, in Jerusalem, through Paul's ministry. So though Paul was down, Jesus uh, stands by him and says, take courage. Uh, take courage. Because what you see isn't all that there is. Um, it's not a right view of things to just see all the things that are getting in the way. But when, when our eyes and our faith is moved from, from ourselves and what we're able to do with the situation around us and how it presses down, when our faith is moved from that and moved to look at Jesus standing by us, uh, Jesus speaking in his word, his spirit working in it, Jesus calling you uh, to him, his spirit in you through the word, when our faith is moved there, take courage. Take courage when everything else can be falling apart. Uh, there's hope. Uh, Jesus calls this church uh, to be able to move forward uh, undiscouraged. Take the other side of it to go along with it. Uh, when you're down, uh, take courage when you're down. Uh, secondly, because Jesus is up, take courage. There's a reason for this encouragement. There's a reason uh, to look and to hope and to move forward uh, in faith. And that reason is because uh, Jesus is up. It's because Jesus is exalted. Because Jesus is reigning. Uh, because this is the picture all through Acts. Some people describe Acts as the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Spirit, the, the Acts of the, of the resurrected Christ. Through His Spirit in his people, are continuing on in history. 
And what started then with Christ's ascension and sin in his spirit continues true today. That Jesus is up. Jesus is exalted. Jesus is reigning. Our resurrected with all things placed under his feet. And so because of that, we're to take courage. Yeah. It doesn't always look the way that we want it to look or expect it to look. Um, we would think, hey, Jesus is up. Jesus is exalted and reigning. Paul goes uh, to Jerusalem and everyone lines up and is like, please tell me about this new thing, the way, and how the scriptures are fulfilled in Jesus. And then as he starts talking, he doesn't get through his, his sentences and everyone is responding in repentance. Right? I mean, it's Jesus is exalted. That's what we expect, how things are going to happen. That's not how... Jesus shows us in history and in his word uh, that he works, but his kingdom continues to go forward. Uh, Listen, Paul had already wanted to go to Rome. Uh, Paul's concern uh, for the witness and testimony about Jesus uh, to go, and he's traveled through so many cities, uh, through uh, Greece and through uh, this area, and he is... Uh, he said, I think it's back in uh, it's 19, uh, 21, it's just before Demetrius and the riot in the Ephesus that we read uh, previous week, um, that, that he says, um, now after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Rome, saying, uh, I'm sorry, and go to Jerusalem, saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. His desire has been uh, to bring the gospel even to the very heart of the Roman Empire. Um, the most powerful uh, person in the world, the most powerful uh, city in the world uh, at the time and in any of that area. And, and Paul has a hope for Jesus to be proclaimed there. He's passionate for that. But he's going to Jerusalem. Now he's expecting he's going to die. Jesus is raised and exalted and is standing right next to Paul, and says to him, take courage. As you've testified about me in Jerusalem, so also you must testify about me in Rome. It's not over yet. Uh, It's still going forward. There's more to hope in because there's more that Jesus is doing uh, through him and in him. It's kind of crazy. You might look at him and be like, ah, it's a little bit difficult. Paul's ministry in Jerusalem uh, has been successful. Yes, Paul was almost ripped limb from limb in, in, their, in their violence, right? Um, and yet he's been faithful to the Lord Jesus. Jesus says, you've testified to the facts about me here. I've been proclaimed. My glory has been made known here. Some are responding in faith. Uh, others are vehemently against it. But he says, as this has gone forward here, you're also going to go to Rome and proclaim the gospel there. There's hope for Paul continuing in Christ's mission uh, that there's more that he's doing. Now, uh, if you take a little time and read through the end of Acts, man, you know, Paul doesn't get there the way that he, he had wanted to. Uh, he doesn't get to uh, you know, come back and then circuit through the other churches and encourage them and have them support him as he goes on to Rome and freely preach the gospel there. Uh, instead, he's taken, uh, he's in, stays in custody here, and then they're about to assassinate him. As they hear that assassination attempt, and Paul is in the middle of the night, uh, an under guard taken uh, uh, somewhere else and placed under uh, custody of uh, Felix, um, uh, the, the governor in the region, who keeps him maybe as many as two years, uh, depending on how you understand the, the passage there, until another governor, Festus, is there, and, and Paul continues in custody. Like, here's like the apostle, right? God's equipped him to go to the Gentiles, and what can he do? Like, go back to the barracks, 
sit and wait another day because here he is in custody. Uh, and wait and wait and hearing after hearing to continue to be uh, ignored, pushed down and, and accused um, until he's about to be handed over to uh, the Jews uh, again a different way uh, through Festus. And Paul realizes that and as a Roman citizen appeals to Caesar. And so he says, appeal to Caesar, uh, to Caesar you'll go. So they're going to ship Paul off uh, to Rome uh, to be tried there. Um, and you're like, okay, maybe now he's getting to Rome. And it takes us through, and Luke takes us through this whole event of, uh, of the sailing journey to try to get there, which is a major catastrophe in a shipwreck where people seem like they're going to, Paul and others seem like they're going to die multiple, multiple times. Uh, and when Paul finally gets to Rome, he is under Roman custody, house arrest, not able to travel freely around and proclaim the gospel. Uh, but still, he invites people to come to him uh, there and speaks uh, of Jesus as he waits for the trial uh, before Caesar. And that's where uh, the book of Acts ends. Because Jesus exalted, Paul's ministry is still successful. Even his hope to, to be able to take uh, the gospel to Rome, Jesus is going to fulfill. Not in all the ways that, that we would expect or want. I want you to then also think, Jesus is raised. He's reigning right now. Uh, how do you see that in your life? Uh, how do you see that Jesus is up and exalted and reigning uh, in your life uh, now? Uh, because he, he is, and he's working all things to the good of those who love him, he says. But it doesn't always feel the way that we want it to feel. Jesus is reigning, and so now every thought that I have is pure and righteous and good, and I'm the best servant, and people are being converted to Jesus, and anytime I talk to someone, and... I just feel one cloud nine devotionally and always love to open scripture and hearts full and worship. And uh, scripture says your, your weakness is his strength. Part of how he uh, brings out his exaltedness is helping you see uh, your need for him. There's a crucifying of our old self with him, how that we would rest in his resurrection life. Uh, Sometimes, sometimes it looks like God just exposing more of your sin, exposing it more than you than you wanted Him to, uh, but exposing it in such a way that it leads you to trust in Him more, that it roots out a little bit more of that pride, it roots out a little bit more of that self righteousness, where you look and you say, "I don't have something resting in you," but Jesus is enough for me. His forgiveness covers my sin. Sometimes it's taking you through hard things, and maybe Jesus is preparing you for things ahead. Uh, he's equipping you a stronger, deeper character of faith. He's teaching endurance, perseverance. Scripture is very clear that this is part of what God does uh, in his people. Uh, out of his love, out of his strength, uh, growing uh, your faith and reliance on him because he is up and he is exalted. He is leading uh, you to know him more, to rest in him more, to live out of his strength and let that be what sustains you uh, more. Much as it feels like everything can fall apart uh, so, so when Judas is at work there, you're never left without hope. Uh, you're never left uh, dejected. 
down, discouraged. The, the hope is that Jesus has died for us and Jesus lives in us now by his spirit. And so he continues to work. There's hope in him. Uh, so as he tells uh, Paul, take courage. There's courage uh, for his people, courage for all who would look to him. Sometimes Jesus may be accomplishing the very thing that you were hoping that he would do. And maybe he's accomplishing it in a very different way than you wanted him to. Paul was wanting to go to Rome. Wasn't hoping for it to take two and a half years being in custody and then get shipwrecked and still be, uh, uh, still be in house arrest. Uh, but teaching us the faith that Jesus exemplified and that he calls us to Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Ah, so that we don't rest in our plans and our agenda and our, us having it our way. But realizing that his way is better and that he knows how to get us there and he'll lead us there. And trusting in him. It's this weird thing where you see it all through Acts, you see it all through scripture. Uh, that the gospel uh, grows and the kingdom expands, especially through suffering. Sorry, not sorry, sorry, not sorry. Uh, this is how scripture speaks of it. Uh, the gospel expands through suffering. I don't, I don't always get it either, but, but this is the pattern of Christ's work on earth, right? Uh, Jesus didn't simply uh, come and then here, here's the king, everyone bow down, here's judgment, and now everyone follow along. This is what's happened. He came and suffered. I came and was rejected. I came and was crucified and condemned in order that the world might have hope. And that same pattern of Jesus' work on earth is the pattern that Jesus works from heaven in his people. Calls us into that same suffering of following him. That is painful. And it can hurt, and things don't always go our way, but it teaches us that Jesus is enough, and he is continuing uh, to provide for his people and to lead things forward. It, it's, I mean, it's a pretty cool thing when, your plan, when someone's plans are never frustrated, right? Uh, when you can follow someone, be it a teacher, be it a coach, uh, be a football player, and you know, like, every, if every time you, you follow that blocker, everything opens up and you can just run right through, uh, then every time you follow that blocker and you run right through. Here it is for Jesus. Uh, he's unhindered. His plans are never frustrated. Nothing gets in the way. Yes, it feels like we don't know that that was the way that things were going. It feels hard and difficult. Yet Jesus is always leading, leading things forward. He doesn't just leave us in our suffering. He doesn't say, I hope you can make it through it. I'll, like, I'll make it through it. Um, <clears throat> Here, Jesus stands by Paul. Uh, in the beginning of Acts, Jesus sends his spirit. He sends himself, God's love, poured out into our hearts through Christ Jesus. We can know that we belong to him. That in the present suffering, we can hope in the glory that he brings us to. Jesus says, hope in me. I am accomplishing my work through you. Undiscouraged. 
There is a way for Jesus' church to continue forward undiscouraged as we make our plans and what we can come up with and what we can do in our own strength, be that as a church, as a ministry, or just individual people, what we aim for, all kind of things are going to get in the way and be discouraging. I don't get enough uh, free time. I don't get enough uh, entertainment. Uh, People don't respect me or appreciate me the way that I wanted to. My plans don't go through, and now I'm having to reconfigure things, and it all can feel like it's falling apart. But if we're looking at Christ's agenda and Christ our ruling and that every detail of history falls out according to his plan, then we can walk forward in confidence. We can walk forward knowing, I don't know, maybe you wake up tomorrow and there's an assassination attempt against your life. Okay, probably not going to happen, but it did happen to Paul. And that was going to be okay. And it, and it was okay. Uh, Christ was leading him through things out to more. Maybe you wake up tomorrow The grade that you wanted to have isn't what you got. The relationship that you were dependent on falls apart. The plan that you thought was working out isn't there. The bank account is too low. Uh, The friendship seems depleted. Someone else is frustrated with you or whatever different thing. And if if, if we hear Jesus saying, take courage, follow him, look at the way that he is building his kingdom in you, there's hope. There's life uh, that's sustaining Sustaining to continue to move forward. Uh, Take courage uh, when you're down. Because Jesus is up, I take courage. Listen, this is just just the whole message of Acts applied. (laughs) You see the same thing, the same themes are repeated all the way through. Uh, Jesus continues to work. He continues to succeed. How can we be uh, discouraged if he is getting the job done? Here's what we hope in. Jesus builds his church. Hey, just you know, take a step back and look at history. Has Jesus' church gone, gone forward? Uh, started from a few people, then a few thousand people in Jerusalem, started to expand out to some other people, and uh, along the Mediterranean began to hear. Um, and maybe it feels like it's declining where you are and in America, but still the gospel is going forward in huge ways in other parts of, of the planet. Um, where people from every tribe and language and nation and tongue are hearing that Jesus is Lord. And he's being glorified. He's getting it done, and he's not forgetting about you individually. He's calling you to himself and calling you uh, to rest in him. Uh, It's a passage that calls me to repent of just focusing on what I can see. The dynamics that maybe are hitting well and so I'm excited are the ones that aren't hitting well and so then I'm I'm down. To repent of just what I see and trust in what Jesus says. Trust in who he is as the Lord of history and that being enough for me. He leads Paul to Rome. He leads the gospel to the ends of the earth. What do you look to for encouragement? What do you allow uh, to sustain you? What do you look to to give you a life Uh, that sustain you through the ups and the downs. Because this here, Jesus ruling, this alone is enough to sustain you. Uh, Undiscouraged. This is the call of the gospel, not just enough for you, but for anyone on this campus where Jesus says, look and come in my way, repent and turn to me. I'm paving the way forward with glory and blessing and forgiveness. Take courage because Jesus is working. 
how Jesus is working in you and Jesus says to you, take courage. 